and her pale lips split in one of her blindingly heart-stopping smiles. One hundred percent her father's. Horses! She pointed to where a dozen working horses grazed peacefully in a paddock. The eucalypts lining the long drive whizzed by, making the pastoral scene look like an old flicker film from the thirties. Molly disappeared back into that place she went to when she was in a particularly happy mood, when she wasn't too sapped. Right now she was talking about the horses with the invisible sisters she took with her everywhere, imaginary Annas and Saffies of her own. Leah forced her focus off the mirror and up towards the house emerging through the eucalypts. The homestead seemed to grow towards them like something from a nightmare. Large, expensive, and looming. Her fingers started to tremble on the steering wheel. A house like that had to have a family in it. It had no wife, as far as she'd found out, but maybe a girlfriend, parents. More obstacles, more people to judge her, more strangers for Molly. She guided her car over a sequence of cattle grids into Minamara's lush heart. Beautiful gardens offset the trappings of a working station. Heavy equipment, sheds, stables, beat-up four-wheel drives. They must have tapped straight into the aquifer to have this kind of green in the middle of a Kimberley dry season. She pulled to a halt in the shade of two towering Karajongs standing like sentinels at the base of old timber steps that cut up through the turfed knoll leading to the house. She left the engine and aircon running and crossed to Molly's door. As she cut around the front of the car, her eyes slid sideways and followed the long steps upwards, just in time to see a tall figure emerging from the house onto the veranda, sliding a hat onto his head and staring curiously in their direction. Leah held her breath. Riley Martin. The last time she'd seen him, he'd been sprawled naked across the motel bed in a deep, exhausted sleep as she'd snuck out into the dawn like a thief. Pretty apt, as it turned out. She bent down and kissed Molly through the open window and asked her to sit tight for a bit. Not only was Riley not expecting anyone, he definitely wasn't expecting anyone with legs like that. What was she doing? Trying to climb in the back seat through the window? It looked like the car was trying to swallow her. Or was she just trying to make a memorable first impression? She wouldn't be the first woman to drive all the way out here to try her luck. A waste of their fuel and his time. He had nothing to offer them. Not these days. They came expecting Riley Martin, the national champion. King of the suicide ride. They left, cursing him and kicking up dust in their haste to be gone. The in-between had grown too predictable. Too painful. If this one turned around with suitcases in her hand, he would go back inside and lock the door. Bush code be damned. She turned. No suitcases. His spine prickled, 
and he squinted against the afternoon sun, trying to place her as her coltish legs carried her up the steps towards him. There was something about her. The higher she climbed, the more backlit she was by the sun blazing fiery and low in a deep blue West Australian sky, until she was the best part of a rose-edged silhouette. Quite literally, the best part. With her T-shirt tucked into her jeans, she was pure hourglass, and she moved towards him like one of his best mares. This was no circuit chaser. Hey, the silhouette said softly. Only his dirt-crusted boots stopped him from flinching backwards from the hoof to the belly that was her voice. One word, one syllable from the apparition approaching, and he knew in an instant...